Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday on which nothing Liverpool-related is really happening. Um, Alex Miller is reporting today that QIA, the Qatari Investment Authority, have moved on from Liverpool to Manchester United, that comes a day after he was categorical in saying that it was QIA who were in for Liverpool and a different Qatari group in for Manchester United. I feel I may have to add him to my list of spoofers because he just seems to be making it up as he goes along. But that's neither here nor there. The ownership thing is going to drag on. It looks like it will probably just be minority investment, which isn't ideal at all. But, you know, such is life. Um, more important is that the findings from an independent panel into the events in Paris last May have been published. And Liverpool fans have been credited with saving lives while UEFA and the French police were condemned for their failings. There is a really good piece up on This Is Anfield with eight things eight findings, eight key findings from the report. So I'll go through them here. Uh, Number one, Liverpool fans saved lives. I think that's really important to note, considering how the authorities tried to spin a narrative that Liverpool fans were to blame here. And I think there's multiple people within the British media, most notably Jake Humphreys, who needs to come out now and issue a strong apology for what he said at the time. Uh, I wouldn't expect it from him because he is a prick, but he owes Liverpool's fans a large apology. Uh, UEFA bears the primary responsibility is the next finding. The late fan message that was displayed on the board was objectively untrue. 
reprehensible deflection to ticketless supporters is the next finding. No justification for police weaponry. The heavy-handed approach from the French police, which saw them deploy tear gas, was deemed completely inappropriate and left the panel stating, it is remarkable that no one lost their life. That's, that's harrowing to hear. UEFA and French FA took measures to redact evidence. They have known from the off that they were wrong. They knew straight away that they were in the wrong. And I don't feel like the French FA have acted alone here. I think the French government have been part of this because in the immediate aftermath of Paris, we saw not one, but two members of the French cabinet making disparaging remarks about Liverpool, about the fans, about the behaviour at the game, and no proper apologies have come yet. Incorrect assumptions that Liverpool fans posed a threat is the next finding. There is definitely, since Heysel, a view of Liverpool fans. Now, it's worth remembering the people responsible for what happened at Heysel, many of them served jail terms, but the majority of them are not going to games nearly 40 years later. Certainly, if they are, they're old people at this point. If you were 25 going to Heysel, you're in your 60s now. So even if you were a bit of a scallywag back then, it's very unlikely you're still a scallywag in your 60s. We've seen this before, though. We saw it at Istanbul. We saw it in Athens. Saw it in Kiev. Saw it in Madrid. To to varying degrees and extents. But it was absolutely prevalent, by all accounts, in Paris. The deleted CCTV footage is a significant concern. Recordings from the night from 260 cameras were deleted a week after the final. There's no way that should have happened. I understand that they were auto-deleted. Nobody actually went in and pressed a button to delete them. But surely at some point in the week between when the footage was recorded and when it was deleted, somebody goes in and makes a copy of it because it's clear there's going to be major investigations into what went wrong. That piece was written by Joanna Durkin and has the exact text from each of those findings. So do give that a read. It's very, very good. Um, There's a couple of pieces on the Everton game, a last look at at the win over, over the Blues. Arsene Wenger claims Mo Salah looks, looked like he had played in the World Cup. There's been, obviously, some 
some questions over Salah's form. They are fair. But he still outperformed most of his teammates and hasn't been given nearly enough service. So I think there's other areas to, to look at first. Joey Barton says the sky is the limit for Liverpool defender on loan at Bristol Rovers. That is Gerald Kwanzaa. Uh, Bristol kept a clean sheet and Kwanzaa was excellent by all accounts in that game. How Jurgen Klopp topped Bill Shankly and Bob Paisley with landmark win. Klopp is the quickest manager to 250 wins in Liverpool history. Uh, new record has left Mo Salah behind only Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. Salah scored his first goal in six games to kick off a victory over Everton on Monday, reaching a major Anfield landmark. Mo Salah became the 13th player to be involved in 100 goal Premier League goals at a single stadium. 71 goals, 29 assists at Anfield in the league. He's done so in 104 appearances with only Alan Shearer, who did it in 74 appearances at Ewood Park and Thierry Henry, 92 appearances at Highbury, doing it quicker. Considering Salah's a winger, wide forward, whatever you want to call him, Shearer was an out-and-out nine and Henri was sort of a nine-and-a-half. It's very, very impressive that Salah is third on that list. Salah's 128th goal in the Premier League. Uh, that puts him ahead of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank as the 15th highest goal scorer of all time in the Premier League. Next up is Vardy, who is 134. So Salah will pass him. Michael Owen is 10th. He's 23 goals ahead of Salah. So he will pass him, assuming he stays. And then you're looking at Fowler on 163 to be Liverpool's all-time top scorer in the Premier League. You've got Van Persie with 144, Henri with 175, and Aguero with 184 as foreign players who have now who, who have scored more goals in the Premier League than Mo. Um, he should pass Van Persie. Henri's about 50 clear. Now, if if Mo gets back to being Mo. Henri is definitely catchable. Aguero might be a step too far unless he extends again, which he might well do. Salah has 174 goals for Liverpool. He's nine away from Robbie Fowler's 183, which would make him the sixth highest scorer in club history. And 13 behind Steven Gerrard on 186. He's going to pass both of them. And I've said before, like, this season is actually, this is hurting the possibilities, but if he could catch fire again and go on the type of run we've seen him in, seen him do before, he has a real chance to get top two. Potentially, if he could sustain and extend and continue to do it up until he's 35, 36, he could pass Roger Hunt and maybe start to threaten Ian Rush, but this season's obviously been a bit of a, 
a bit of a disappointment. But saying that, I mean, it shows the standard that our players are held to. This is the standard that they've set themselves where we say, or we, we don't so much say, but the narrative around them is, oh, they're having a bad season. Salah has 18 goals this season. That's far from a bad season. He's the top scorer in the Champions League this season. And when you consider that Marcus Rashford is allegedly having the season of his life, he's got 21 goals. I think it does point to the fact that Mo is having a better season than most people give him credit for. Uh, He's just been used really poorly by Liverpool this season. There's also the Virgil factor where we, we see that Virgil's having an awful season, yada, yada, yada. Virgil's had less bad games this year than Lissandra Martinez and William Saliba, who were led to believe are the two best defenders that God ever created, uh, despite the fact that, like, you know, Sven Botman and many others have been significantly better than them this season, that neither of them are the best centre-back in their own clubs. But Virgil is just held to a different standard. Like, think of it this way. Diaz, Ruben Diaz, was nowhere near as good as Virgil had been the previous season and was gifted Footballer of the Year, or Virgil had been two seasons before, was gifted Footballer of the Year because people tried to compare him to Van Dijk because Van Dijk had kind of set the bar. And Diaz, who made marginal marginal improvements to City's back four, they were just desperately looking for somebody they could compare to Virgil. Now we see Saliba compared to Virgil. Saliba had 10 headed duels at the weekend and lost all of them. All of them. Ivan Tony absolutely spanked him. But our players are held to a far greater standard. Like even down to things like the debates over Allison or Edison. Allison is better at everything bar 40 yard passes. But Ali's distribution is cleverer than Ederson's. He's a much better shot stopper. He's much better on crosses. He's much better 1v1. There is no debate between the two of them. Allison is far better than Ederson. And yet people try and compare them. Trent is a, is a significantly better player than Reese James. People try and compare them. It's the strangest thing. There is plenty more on This Is Anfield. There's plenty on Liverpool.com as well. Some good, some utter dreck, as is the way with that website. Um, Anfieldindex.com, we've got two new articles up. Could Ange Postacoglu be the next Liverpool manager? That's written by Stephen Smith. Um, he could be. I don't want him to be because I want him to stay at Celtic forever. Uh, and then lessons learned uh, versus Everton. That was written by David Davis. Uh, I think Guy might need to edit the title on that one. Uh, there's also a new Moby on the spot, which is out. Trev is back with Jan. So give that one a listen. And there is under pressure being re- recorded today where they will look at the pressing from the Everton game. Uh, They gave a little sneak peek on Twitter today, showing how incredible young Stefan was. His pressing profile was 
absolutely sensational. So do give that one uh, your attention when it comes out. And that's all from me today, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.